At 4ZZZ, we acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we broadcast. We pay our respects to the elders, past, present and emerging of the Turrbal and Yagara people. We acknowledge that their sovereignty over this land was never ceded and we stand in solidarity with them. Good morning, comrades, and welcome to another episode of Workers' Power here on 4ZZZ. Uh, my name's Bill. I use the he, him pronouns. I'm Jen. I use she, her. And I'm Jackson. I use they, them. And, uh, yeah, thank you to the, the, the crew from Transmission. They were in great mood. Oh, fant- I've been blowing lots of kisses this morning. <laughs> oh, I'm feeling very loved. So, wonderful show once again from the Transmission crew. Right, so uh, yeah, we w- welcome to another episode of Workers Power. We've got some uh, a bit of something different lined up. A bit of, what we've got. We're interviewing um, someone, a musician. <laughs> Hell yeah! We don't normally do that, but when we do, it's pretty special. So we've got Jake from the the disgruntled tax, taxpayers coming on um, to chat about their new release. Uh, um, it, it's uh, I do. What's the pr- correct? I do everything better when I'm smashed. Is that? Yeah, that's yeah, that's, that's exactly. That's it. I, I do everything better when I'm really smashed. And <laughs> if you're disgruntled or a taxpayer or both, you can text in to o four two o six two six seven three three and tell us about it. Yeah, and uh, even if you've got a question. You know, you might you might want to put. Or just uh, say hi. Yeah, I'm yeah. in a bit of a mood today. You know, I could I could use some. I you need a bit of an uplifting. Yeah. Oh, they, yeah, I'm sure that there's four triple Z subscribers out there that are, are, are ready and prepared to do that, and uh, we can um, reciprocate the warm and uh, fuzzy feeling uh, that comes with being part of four triple Z both ways. We're looking for today. Right, so as always, we we're gonna while whilst you're in, I think I think this whilst you're in a mood, let's do the first nations workers action. Oh yes, I have a feeling that I'm going to um have an have a, have a chance to let out some of my rage. Well, let, let, let's start it out with, with, with let, let me find find this uh, story that I, I, I in in the NITV, and um, it was. Um, this is quite uh, quite disgraceful in, in light of uh, Invasion Day, and we will talk uh, talk a little bit about that um, up, uh, soon. But uh, um, I, I I really want to hear uh, uh, Jen Vent, so uh, let's give her the opportunity. Hell yeah! So uh, an Arant man are told to leave the country by RSL over Invasion Day T-shirt. Jesus. Less than 24 hours after calling out the RSL on Facebook, artist Scott Ratham got a surprise visit from the state president who asked him to delete the screenshot. Uh, After receiving the first shipment of his Invasion Day t-shirts, artist and businessman Scott Ratham proudly posted a photograph to Facebook. As, As you do, you know, you've got these great shirts. What happened next was something the Arante man didn't expect. Logging on to his business page, uh, Rusted 
Tin Contemporary Aboriginal Arts. Later that night, he spotted a comment from an RSL club slamming his design. And uh, this is from the RSL. You say we should coexist, but you incite racism. Racism, <laughs> wrote RSL Millicent. We are all Australian. Let's stop this racism. Listen to your el- elders. If you hate it so bad, you oh, can leave. Jesus Christ. You knew what was coming, didn't you, Jackson? Yeah. Oh, my God. The Millicent, the Millicent RSL Club, which is over 400 kilometres from Mith- Mr. Ratham's home of uh, Glanville, has uh, since deleted the comment. <laughs> You know, and, and Mr. Ratham has said that um, the, these are problematic. And what is problematic is that they, they've accused an Aboriginal person of racism, he said. Mm. Then told me to leave. Where, where's it going to go? <laughs> yeah, yeah. go back to your country. Go. Oh, well, this might come as a shock, but uh, this is his goddamn country. Mr. Ratham said he wasn't surprised by the comment itself, but was shocked it had come from an RSL club. Yeah. I'm not shocked. <laughs> yeah. I just kind of ignore comments like that. I don't like to get into debate with people. I know I'm going to change people's opinion when they're... I know I'm not going to change people's opinions when they're like that, he said. My concern, obviously, was about the cultural safety in that particular sub-branch. You've got Aboriginal people who return from service and there are men and women who work in these organisations who aren't just a member but someone who has access to the Facebook who have those views. Um, against his usual practice of ignoring such comments, he decided to say something. Um, the artist screenshotted the comment before posting it to the same Facebook page as his original image. He did not and still has not received any sp- response from Millicent RSL. He did the right thing by screenshotting it to, to keep the evidence. Like, yeah, that's a good that's move. Right. And then the following day, Mr. Ratham was working in his shop and gallery space in Glanville when he received a, spro- a surprise visit from the RSL South Australian president, Cheryl Cates, and the president <laughs> of a local branch. Mr. Ratham uh, said there had been no contact whatsoever from either party about the intending medi- intended meeting and that he felt ambushed. I was really caught off guard. If that was me, I would have made contact with the person. I was in my working environment, he said. When they approached me, it was about asking me to remove the post rather than apologise. What? So they didn't even... This representative didn't even, like, show up to be like, hey, look, I'm so sorry on behalf of, you know, they shouldn't have... No, it was like, no, you need to remove your post because it offends me that you're you're letting everyone know what's what's going on. And and also, uh, that's a similar theme to the original comment, right? Saying, oh, you're inciting racism. What is the inciting racism? Making a shirt about Invasion Day? So we're not allowed to talk about the invasion that happened in this country? We're not allowed to talk about the ongoing genocide in this goddamn country uh because that's inciting racism is it so what would you have us do then just pretend that it didn't happen just ignore it just ignore that it's still happening is that what you want like oh my god these people do not know what racism is all right these oh my god you cannot You cannot tell 
an Aboriginal man that that his that his Invasion Day T-shirt is inciting racism. The RSL has a long history of racism. Oh yeah, I'm 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 trying to bring some of it out, and uh, you know, it, it, even even this headline from a, a, a Marcus a Marxist left a review uh, post is when the Australian ruling class embraced fascism, and it's uh, yeah in and around the RSL, and it, it, its formation was actually dominated by by um, the officer class, not rank and files. Mm. It was dominated by the by the rank and file, dominated by the officer class, and uh, we, we, you know we do know that uh, you know so, some of the RSL is uh, the history is entrenched in uh, fascism. Straight out. Yeah, yeah. It, um, like, they formed a paramilitary out of uh, RSL members back in 1919 to uh, fight Bolshevism, yeah. as they called it. Yeah. Um, Bolshevism. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, like, used targeted violence against minority groups, mainly Russians. Well... Yeah, against Russians, but also Jewish people and most likely First Nations people. I just... They're trying to silence him from wearing a goddamn T-shirt. They're so fragile that they're offended by by even just a simple shirt that, you know, points to the, 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 the truth of this country, the invasion of this country. They want to deny that fact. They, they tell him to leave... What? Yeah. Yep, leave. This isn't your country. Yes. It's uh, his country. It, yeah, and uh, yeah, that, it, it, it continues to happen. And, we, and look, uh, I, I think in, in light of what this week is and, and what we do here on Workers' Power, it's our role to call it out. And, uh, you know, it's just the not good enough. Uh, yeah, yeah. Look, look, I... I've got some some thinking to do, and I have a chat with my son because he's involved with the RSL band, and I want I want to you know just check with him that uh, there's none of this crap going on uh, at that 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 um, organisation that that he's involved with, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, know. obviously nowadays the RSL is fairly depoliticised, um, but there will still be like an influence from its past and also just like any organization it can especially made out of um ex-military people there will tend to be uh they, they can be a conservative um, yeah they're quite yeah it is quite a conservative within these organizations and there's not there's not many um radio there's not many journos or or anyone else that that calls out organisations like the RSL. We're very brave here on Workers' Power, <laughs> and you know we, we call it as we uh, as we see it. And, in, um, in classic conservative fashion, they, they 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 get so triggered by the smallest things like T-shirts, hmm. right? And it it it's so it's so. Do they do they know what it what they what they sound like? Do they know what they look like when they? As it, as on on the account of an actual RSL, not even an individual, think it's okay to 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 complain about a shirt and say that it's inciting racism when it's when it's an Aboriginal person with an Invasion Day shirt. 
Yeah, I, I mean, hearing about this, I, I've got to assume that they forgot to go to their personal page before making this comment. Which is very, very embarrassing of very them. I mean, they're probably they're probably a goddamn boomer, but this is the exact kind of, 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 of thing, like, that they... Oh my god! They they complain that 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 uh, people are snowflakes, and then and then they get so upset over something like this, and it it just pisses me off. Yeah, and I mean the main like thing here is that the sure they they're trying to they tried to do some like. PR work, try to fix their problem, but they didn't yeah, but even the, try to apologize. Their PR work was delete your post. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you'd think they'd apologize, but they didn't even try, which is, um, yeah, it, go, it sort of shows where they are when it comes. N- to now I'm seeing in the report that that um, uh, the day after the 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 president who accosted them at their work hmm. apologized to fo- send an email apologizing <laughs> okay. for it the, the following too day. Late. It's too late. It's clear what their position they tried, really is. They, yeah, they tried to bully them out Aren't of they it. Supposed you know? to be horny for free speech. <laughs> <laughs> this is censorship. Yeah, <laughs> very embarrassing for them. All right. So and and look, it is that that week, and uh, where we've got uh, you know um, invasion day, survival day rallies that, that are happening. Mm. Um, oh gosh, th- that's so soon. Yeah, it's Thursday. Oh, that's Thursday. Oh gosh. Yeah, Thursday. So we'll we'll be out there uh, marching across uh, front, starting at Queen's Garden at ten a.m. and then march across to Musgrave Park, uh, uh, where where there'll be um, you know stuff happening on over there as well um so get out there it's going to be warm so i wanted to uh i heard transmission did the shout outs but we'll do we'll do it as well make sure you got your hat sunscreen sunscreen water bottle yeah long sleeve shirts face mask yeah yeah all those things that you need um for, for a rally and uh yeah, it's it, it's a big day walking across there and uh you know so um be be prepared so yeah, Queen's Garden, ten a.m. it starts, and then yeah, we march across to Musgrove and Musgrove Park. So uh, tune in to Four Triple Z if you can't make it in town. Tune into Four Triple Z where we've got a, a crew here that will be doing a, a special Invasion Day broadcast, uh, and uh, they they will be um, you know hosted by Sophia, um, who will be here in the studio, and and will of course we'll be calling some of her comrades in the uh, rally uh, to take you to the heart of the rally. So, yeah, and uh, if you're not from Mianjin, you know, get in there and have a look. Uh, NITV have got a, uh, a thing, a, 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 a news article, I suppose, an information service that tells you where, where everything's going on if you're Perth, Adelaide, Sydney. Um, but, uh, you know, Mianjin is where we'll be at, and um, we, it's a big crowd out there, so I probably won't even see you. That's <laughs> yeah. uh, that, uh, that's it. So another tip that that I do for for uh, for people, if you want to really really catch up with someone and you're hell bent on spending the day with them, they're they they're your, you know, so, like, you know, could be anyone, could best friend, lover, support person, whatever. My advice is meet away from Queen's Garden mm. and then go to Queen's Garden. Yeah, because last year. Yeah, don't try and meet someone at Queen's Garden. If it's really vital for your day to be with that person, with that group or whatever, for you guys, check out your emails. Raffle sent sent you something. Oh, yeah. You know, so the, 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 the union will be, be meeting up. Just 
just a, you know a block away, and then we'll be joining. So because if you can't you can't do it at the place. Because mm, last year it was like spilling out into the streets around Queen's Gardens. It's massive. All right, so we're getting a bit of feedback. So we've got. Um, Malcolm said, hey, hi, Bill, Jen and Jackson. I hope you're all having a great morning. And if it's not, I hope it gets better soon. Love you guys. You always have a great show, just like Transmission and the Rhinestone Cowboy Girl. Malcolm's a bit of a Tuesday fan. Thank you, Malcolm. That Malcolm, actually makes my day better. Malcolm loves the Tuesday shows, so that's fantastic to hear. And the Tuesday shows love you, Malcolm. Oh, that's right. And we've got another one. Um... It's 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 Tezza as uh, um, Tez. I agree with you all as per usual, but please no no boomer comment. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> it, it, I'm, I'm sorry, Tez. I'm sorry, boomers. And <laughs> look, Tez, Tez is j- sadly just into the boomer bracket, but we are not all winners. We know we know Tez. Uh, look, you know, I thank can make you. fun of my generation too. Us zoomers, we're not all as based as we could be. <laughs> z- z- yeah. <laughs> Zoomers, I like that one. That, that that's You've never really, had really Zuma good. Before? No, I'm I like Zuma. It rhymes with boomer. Yeah, okay. And well, it's like our short attention spans, you know. And welcome back to Workers Power here on a Four Triple Z. My name's Bill, and I use the pronouns he him. I'm Jen. I use she her. And I'm Jackson. I use they them. And uh, we're, we're happy to be joined by Jake from the Disgruntled Taxpayers. Welcome, Jake. How's it going? How's it all going in 4ZZZ land? Have you got me? Yeah, I've got, got you me? there. Right, cool. Yeah. Awesome. Thank mm. you for joining us in the studio. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. I've um, taken a little bit of a break from work to come into Workers' Power. So I think it's cool. Well, that's good. Well, well, we're all about workers withdrawing their labour, aren't we? <laughs> Absolutely. <Yeah. laughs> right, Just well, don't tell my boss or I'll be in the shit. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no we won't be doing that. It's, it's workers' power, not bosses' power. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, you, you, excitingly, um, mm-hmm. you know, like, uh, last week I, I turned up to Ford Triple Z and there was a nice little surprise in there. Uh, it's in the can and it's been released, a brand new Disgruntled Taxpayers record. Yeah, we're excited. It took a lot longer than we thought, like about a year. <laughs> um, but, you know, that's the way it goes with money and, you know, life and all of that sort of jazz. So, um, yeah, happy to have it out finally, which is good. It's um, it's going all right, actually. So Yeah, yeah, well, it's life. going fantastically here at 4ZZZ, the no- number one played uh, album of, for the week of its debut last that's week. Number one station, that's as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> well, Hell yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, we, like, we like that type <laughs> of talk here. here. Yeah. And so, um, look, I, I asked you off air, but I'm going to say it on air because, you know, we, we do interviews a little bit different. We're, you know, we're workers' power, so we're always kind of left-field questions. So so it's a, is the title track of the album a dedication to pool players? Well, I think it is, and to any sports that can be done while you're smashed. Actually, yeah, it could be... D- darts. Darts. <laughs> uh, clay pigeon shooting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, hey, I've always thought lawn bowls uh, would, yeah. would be one. Because they, they give you a little stand to put your beer in and everything. Yeah. Table tennis. Oh, yeah. oh, Table tennis. Yeah. <laughs> I actually tried lawn bowls when I was smashed. And good, except for the bending over bit. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, <laughs> the, the bending, goes forward. Yeah, the, be- yeah. the bending over. But, 
Look, it's fantastic, and uh, you, you, you have a bit of fun in your music, but uh, there, there is some some serious uh, to, to 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 your music. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, we like to do a bit of both. I think the thing with our band is we're non-genre specific, so we don't care what we play. We just play for fun, you know. And yeah, so you're um, not stuck in like a box. You can no, change. We're not a metal band. We're not a. Uh, you know, for the sake of letters and stuff, I have to call myself a punk rock band, I guess. But, mm. you know, I'm too bald to have a mohawk and, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just a title. You know, we just, I just write songs when I write songs. And because I've listened really broadly to, you know, lots and lots and lots of different stuff, it just comes out as it is. So, yeah, it's just fun. It's Sometimes it's serious. It's a good outlet. You know, like music is our, I think collectively our whole band's total outlet for everything. You know, it's gives you something to yell you know there's nothing better than yelling <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah are there any other local bands uh that you're listening to right now oh there's lots there's such a good scene up here this is i've been mean, we talking before i came up from sydney because i went down there to, to be a musician when i was a little fella and came back up here and the scene's three times better there's oh geez the unsounded vices the broken legs the the plan z's i guess sorry i'm just rattling off bands wyvern ho they're an amazing band there's the Kassingles, there's gazillions of Oh, I love the And what's different about up here, Buzzkillers are a great band, you know. It's What's different about up here is it's friendly. And it's down there, what we used to do is you'd have your lot, your classic three bands. And what had happened is one band would turn up, their mates would turn up, they'd play, then they'd all leave. And there wasn't much interaction between bands or their hmm. crowds. I, I've noticed a slight differences up here in Brisbane, especially the hmm. one that's really, really noticeable is the way they're very willing to sh- share back-end gear. Oh, totally, yeah. That, that's not done in Sydney eh, no. as much. No, you don't, you're not borrowing my bass amp. Yeah. No, you know, like, that's... But up here in Brisbane, I've noticed that there, there's a more of a community. Oh, in huge terms. It's even things like you know, a mate of mine was doing it tough. He'd lost his job, rah, 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 rah. Who was in a band, guy in another band, turns up, gives him work. You know, and it's it goes behind the scenes as well. Everybody helps each other out. We're all mates. You know, like it's, you know, Community. we're not probably going to go and do Christmas at each other's house every week. But, um, <laughs> you know, you still help each other out. You know, it's that's part of the friendliness of it. It's, it's that's, that's kind of what makes a band uh, punk. You know what I mean? Totally. Yeah, it's that. It, it, more exactly. than the actual sound, it's mm. it's the um, it's the community and it's the the mm. ideology. Totally, it's the vibe. You know, it's yeah. Marvel, it's everything. Yes, yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it that it's warm that inner glow. It is that comes from being part and of Four Triple Z. Well, I don't <laughs> honestly think it would exist without a Four Triple Z because, you know, I, I run my little record label and I was just saying you before, you know, I send it all around the world and it goes everywhere. And when I first started doing, you know, putting records out, I, th- I thought, well, what I'll do is I'll find the Four Triple Z in every city and it'll be easy. But it doesn't exist. You know, like there's a mm. few stations around Australia, like your Triple R's maybe and stuff like that, that are sort of up there. But it's still doesn't have the sense of community i think that brisbane and the zeds sort of all bring together it's um oh it's a one-off unique thing and should be proud of it i'd love to see other cities get their own triple z equivalents i think it comes down to the people and i reckon and this is maybe being a bit sort of i don't know deep but i think triple z exists because joe bjorke peterson did yeah Brisbane hadn't had joe 
don't know mm. if four triple Z would yeah, probably when a villain you, you, rises, think you, yeah. a hero rises up to to, to <laughs> meet them, you know. There, there <laughs> was the mu- there was always the music, and they were always the forefront of, of the music in, in the scene. But mm. I, I think you're right to a degree where the, the, it was the resistance that. Yeah. That promoted them, that that gave them that upper echelon of of everyone knew knew who they were, and I found it extraordinary hearing um, hearing uh, back uh, you know history of it, where Flo actually used to answer the phone phone and go, <laughs> "Oh, it's those four triple Z kids again," you know, and it's like, what? Oh, you would yeah. you know, like you would never get Anna P on the phone for four triple Z, would you? <laughs> you know. <laughs> All right. Hey, so so when when you um, in messaging uh, one one of the tracks, I'm sure we could go track by track, but Mm. but um, we'll we'll just talk. And I've got it lined up to play now. Language warning on on the title um, (laughs) is um, it's uh, so fucked uh, by Mm. you know. And uh, you you said that that would be a good one for for um, us here on Workers Power. Could you could you tell us about that? Oh, I think it sort of espouses a bit of the old. um Oh, it's just, you know, lines like persecution of minorities and stuff like that. It sort of stands for, I think, the stuff the style stands things that you guys sort of stand for. Like you know? the stuff That's we report on? Totally. I love it. It's cool. And I think it's what's cool is that the union movement gets bastardised basically in mainstream media a lot. You know, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Report on stuff that's fairly negative, you know, and you guys report on stuff about the union movement that's positive. Which no one gets to hear because mainstream media is all down the union. Mainstream you know? meters owned by the bosses. Totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, one boss, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> We're joined in the studio uh, by Jake from uh, the Disgruntled Taxpayers, and uh, we're talking about the fantastic uh, new release, uh, I Do Everything Better When I'm Really Smashed. I don't think you could go really, really smashed. I was going to, but I, we had to fit it on the spine of the CD. Yeah. <laughs> actually, because the name being the Disgruntled Taxpayers as well, and because oh. I'm writing lots of letters at the moment, Every time oh, I have no. to like do the band name or have to do the title of the thing, I'm like, you idiot. It's just like the oh, next that. one's going to be that by spot or something like that. Because I'm just, yeah. Oh, there are a lot of long. syllables in that. Yeah, there is, there is. So yeah. your next your next album's going to be one syllable then, hey? Totally, <laughs> totally, yeah. Well, funnily enough, we're, the way we're funding the next one is we're recycling cans. So oh. we've been doing oh. it for like almost three years now. Um we're not going to be able to do an album because that's like we'd have to drink beer till we're like 78. But um, we've already covered the recording, so we've made like a thousand bucks pretty well just out of cans and copper and steel wow. and whatever else I can sort of scrounge from wherever. That's um, awesome. Yeah, well, like I said, it takes ages. Like it's been, yeah, like two and a half, three years since we got the idea. But you just stick with it, stick with it, stick with it, keep shoveling the little bits of money away and... Yeah, no, so I'm sick of paying for this stuff. So it's <laughs> That's so punk. Yeah, it's, you know, why, why not take something that's going to end up probably in landfill, realistically, a lot of the time here, um, mm. yeah. turn it into music. <laughs> yeah, I was nearly going to do it well. for a job. I, I was doing the math. I, I reckon you could have earned $40,000 tax-free totally. doing it full-time. Full 
Just with picking the, up uh, cans yeah, from just, the street? Yeah, going around. Because I've got a box trailer, you see. and oh, so you know, And, and that, 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 that's when you're doing it in style. And, and yeah, and yeah, I, I did the math. I could probably could have got 40 grand a year. Yeah, you work pretty hard, you know. Like, you know, it's not an easy job. But, uh, yeah, tax-free as well, you know. So, but... Uh, you know, it's it. We always talk here on Workers Power, and we, we try to uh, stand in solidarity with Musicians Australia and, and and the like. But it it is a bit disappointing that you, you you've got to do that type of thing to be able to produce your music. Oh, you probably obviously don't see it though. You you know you're a bit, you seem very optimistic. Well, at the time, uh, I think the option is that I don't do it, mm. and that's the worst option than mm. eating shit and doing it. <laughs> <laughs> it makes any sense, you know, like because it's my outlet. If so, if, you know, if someone's, you know, I, I just go crazy. I think. If I and and even music, so. even even your live shows, with they mm. they they're nearly a, a break even process for you, or, or you know, I or does wish. it? <laughs> yeah, pretty well. If we can sell a little bit of merch, um, you know, we've actually got a. I should plug a few shows if that's all right. Yeah, well, I'm I'm leading to yeah, that. that was, very professional of you. <laughs> um, so we got the Kerwick on the 25th um, at this stage with Unsound Advice and Broken Leg. Um, we got another couple to confirm. Um, we got the next day at King Lear's Throne, which is um, an afternoon on a Sunday, the 26th of Feb. Um, that's with Square Tugs, um, Gudgeon, who are from the sunny coast, and who else is on with us? Oh, God, I'm getting old. <laughs> oh, it's all been a blur. I apologise to whoever's playing with us. Um, and then we got Banshees on March the 25th. Um, at this stage, we're going to be doing um, that with the Singles and another band. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, then we've got... There's a, a fundraiser that I'm not too informationed up on yet on March the 4th at the Alex Hills Hotel um, for a, an animal fundraiser. So it's for a... a, com- a it's called DRU, which is... Oh, God, I'm... My memory's really bad. Something to do with saving animals, anyway. <laughs> do, Good enough for me. Do you have to? Do you have to write? Do you have a? What, what do they call those uh, things that put your lyrics up there for you? Uh, your you, oh, you, you screen. Yeah. You need one of those. Some of my best lyrics are when I've forgotten the lyrics. I tell you, <laughs> <laughs> you got to write yeah, it down. Yeah, it's, um, even if we don't rehearse for like three weeks, then the old songbook comes out, and I have to start reading stuff again because it just. I've uh, written so many songs. As now well. and also, uh, and and one one of our faves here here on Workers Power, which we absolutely flogged to death, was mm. was where's my toilet roll? Have you <laughs> done any any practice? Are you able to do that one live yet? Um, we have never played it live. <gasps> crazily enough, that's the band we've never ever done it. That was during COVID, and we'd only just 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 been allowed to get together and jam again. So it was like, oh wow, and it's like, well, we've got no gigs for the next six months. So what are we going to do? And Thankfully, we've got a really nice little jam room that's all set up to sort yeah. of record and all that sort of thing. And awesome. And we, um, we thought that was great. It was just, you know, oh, just did that just up. pop the, into your head? And, and, and Yeah. And Almost got written on the spot. Yeah, yeah. Like was just, that? Because we thought, oh, what are we going to do? And then Mark said, oh, we should do a single. And it's like, oh, what are we going to do a single about? And it just sort of, the conversation just sort of ended up there. And the next thing you know, we're banging, you know, banging out notes. And, uh, and and I suppose we we, we sh- you've led us into a bit of art. We should be w- asking artistic questions of our music. Yeah, you, you know. But what, when you're in the studio, is it is it the songwriting process? Is it just you, do you write the majority of it, or is it is a collective? Most of it. There's kind of two different ways. So I'll either get a song and it's bang, fifteen minutes done, 
you know, and that's oftentimes I think they're the best ones. Like when you're really inspired and you just be yeah, like, yeah, it, it just sort of happens. You know, it's almost subconscious. You know, where Natural. you just sort of let it go and it just sort of falls out. Um, but we jam as a band heaps. Like last night we played, we did one set. We had we got a gig this weekend, like a private function thing. Um, so we practiced our set for that, and then. Um, the last half, I don't think we even stopped playing, so we just started on a note and just went. And half an hour later, we said, "Oh, you had enough? Okay." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> off we you go. Know, so it's and we often record that as well, so we get ideas and and whatnot. And it's funny, you sort of slip over stuff, and you think, "Oh, okay." And it's the stuff that sticks with you that maybe you'll use later. You know, I, I seen the John Spencer Blues Explosion do that live one night. Mm. Forty-five minutes they played non-stop. Non-stop. Yeah. They just didn't stop. Yeah. Oh, I've got a question about uh, the name dis- disgruntled taxpayers. I love disgruntled as a word. Mm-hmm. Did you like go for it straight away, or were there other names you were considering? Um, it started off. I did a solo album, like probably fifteen years ago. Well, no longer actually, because we've been together about sixteen years. So it started off as Jake Donahue and the disgruntled taxpayers. Oh yeah. Um, and that was even longer than just the disgruntled taxpayers. <laughs> so I ended up chopping off the Jake Donahue and the bit because it became a band as well. It wasn't there to support my solo stuff, if that makes any sense. So yeah. now I do a solo show called For Fuck's Sake, Jake, which is just me on a, on a guitar and that's it. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> and it's because it's slightly disgruntled, you know, for fuck's sake. So, um, so that's sort of different songs, you know. It's not the, the sort of more humorous stuff. It's a bit more sort of deep and all of that sort of jazz it's because i don't have an outlet for that generally with that band so it's um that's well, what i do there well thank you so much for coming on oh, we, thank you so well much, well I, I i i think your boss might be tuning in so we better let yeah. you go he's a good bloke actually <laughs> yeah, you know, i'm one of the lucky workers that actually has a good job that's so that's good yeah, yeah. i'm <laughs> saying that on air yeah <laughs> and uh yeah look look mm. thank you for being a supporter of the show and uh you know putting those cds out there and uh yeah. And um, yeah, we, we, we'll always uh, have you on and always play your stuff. Thank I'm you, gonna. Thank you. Um, good. One last thing: if people want to buy your album and give it a yeah. listen, where can they do yeah, that? So you can go to. It's on all your Spotify's and all your iTunes and all of that sort of stuff. Um, go to disgruntledtaxpayers.com um, for everything disgruntled. So you can buy shirts and um, shirts and CDs and all of that sort of jazz through there. And just flick us an email, and Bob's your uncle. Wonderful. Thank Hell you. yeah! Hell yeah! Thanks for having us. And welcome back to Workers Power here on 4 Triple Z. My name's Bill and I use the he, him pronouns. I'm Jen, I use she, her. And I'm Jackson, I use they, them. So, the, one of the ones that I wanted to chat with you uh, about, and where where am I? Let, let, let me bring, I've got some info up here already. And that that's in regards to the rugby league. Um, players. Mm. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. At the moment, they they they're, they're uh, trying to negotiate a new deal, and so um, I, I I got some some info. This is comes from the Sporting News. So, and um, you know, it, it's uh, you know, he, here's the long story short. They put it. it it's it's an effort. That, why are the NRL uh, players? Why are, why are they um, you know campaigning? And uh, and it's. It's more than just money, you know? Yeah. It yeah. always is. It always is. Um, you know, so, uh, you know, 
What what do the players want from the new collective bar- bargaining um, agreement? Contrary to popular belief, the players all aren't after money, more money. Um, just before Christmas, the NRL announced an increased salary caps for the competitions, which saw the men's rise by around 25% and the women's by 153%. The uh, Rugby League Players Association says the salary cap was determined without consultation and refused to acknowledge many issues the players wanted addressed. Additionally, they feel the commission have lacked respect throughout the process. Jeez, it's similar wording, you know, that we hear when we're reporting on on all workers. It, yeah. it sounds very familiar. Uh, to announce new salary caps for players without their uh, agreement and bypassing their association is unprecedented. And to the best of our knowledge, clubs were also not provided with the details of the new salary caps and a player payment structure until approximately five minutes before the ARLC's public announcement. Five minutes! Yeah, beforehand. For a governing body to set its own salary cap disrespects the entire player representation movement and the importance of collective bargaining. So yeah, um, some of the things that they're looking for, they're, 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 the big one that they're after, they want a new medical support fund, mm. right? So in the current CBA, players only have 12 months to have any surgeries and rehabilitation paid for that will help fix the injuries they'd suffer during their careers. I mean, that's messed up. We know that that's, like, the yeah. sport they're playing makes them prone to more injuries mm. than the average person. I didn't... I didn't it's dangerous. W- yeah, I had a footy injury that, that didn't come till about 10, 20 years later. Yeah, and also you know? like just like repeated strain, you know what I mean, from the intense training that they have to do all the time. That's got to cause some issues. And then, and then there's also, you know, the, the, there's also the, the, the mental health side of things with oh, the yeah. concussions and things like that, you know. So, um, yeah, uh, they're, they're, they're looking for new, uh, uh, better terms for the most run- vulnerable players. Uh, players need better training wages, better minimum salaries, more contracts and contract certainty, match fees and transitions benefits, all to support players, but specifically middle and lower income earners. So so there's, there's some uh, professional rugby league players that you know essentially the, the, and and they're they're up there in the upper echelons of having to all this training and that and they they're not earning the the squillions of dollars that we hear about you know mm. they're just earning a you know like like a, a worker's kind of salary and um you know they they're workers you know and uh, yeah they work hard yeah yeah they work they damn, gotta stay damn fit hard. all the time and so they're, they're, they're looking for, for things that... And, and it's not money, you know. A couple of the other points here, they, they want fair agreements, right? They, uh, rights, they want improved injury hardship fund. Um, you Everyone know? deserves health care. And, and, and a fair share of the review, which I, I think comes into um, the, the, the consultation, you know, the, the lack of consultations yeah. there, you, you know. In it's like a boss trying to put through a contract without even talking to the workers. Now, the, this article then asks the question, uh, will the NRI players go on strike? Quite possibly. That would be, you know. That would be interesting. Um, The players have already shown a willingness to take industrial action. 
a competition-wide boycott of all promotional and media t- activities about, began last week. And that's a, that's how I found out about oh, this okay. article. I, I found something that came up on my on my my every now and again the uh, social media algorithm gets it right and uh, put up a, a, a post shared suggested for me, and the headline was Knights Knights as in the Newcastle Knights, join other NRL teams in promotion boycott over CBA. So they're actually taking industrial action industrial as we speak. Industrial action! You know, I thought you'd like this. Hell I thought, yeah. You know, like... Uh, you know, like, um, you know, a lot of our listeners, not you know, like, you know, might not be, you know, big, huge rugby league fans. I'm not. They but are. I, I am a fan of industrial action. Exactly. <laughs> and that's exactly what I was getting. If you want to find more about rugby league, I'll do a cross promo. Balls, balls in the air, Saturday mornings. They, they give you all the... And I had a mm. chat with them. And I seen if they knew anything about, about it and things like... Oh, they didn't have any inside gossip. But I'll let them know that, yeah, solidarity to the rugby league workers and uh, you know and and their struggles so at the moment they're in a boycott but uh, a, a media a promotional kind of media boycott that's what they're doing and that's the mm. industrial action that they're taking but let's stay tuned um, you know because uh, the, the ARL commission could go the nuclear op- option locking players out and withholding pay withholding oh. pay until the other side blinks see that's what we're trying to talk uh, talk about what the what the bosses do you know everywhere they might lock the workers out don't they you know we t- report on things like that It'd be very interesting if the uh, ARL tries to do that yeah there's a lot of interesting kinds of industrial action you can have in this kind of space like the first thing that comes to my mind in response to a lockout is what if they just played a game just in a out in a public field yeah yeah uh, it could be dangerous if that like attracted thousands of people but it would be very cool yes it, it would be all right well that yeah so that's a little bit about uh, the the rugby league players um taking uh, you know a bit of action right but uh we, we shall move on now um Jen, you you've got you've got some some uh, you know. Oh yes, a, the mother is it? Yeah, yeah. Well, oh, I want to talk about. Tell this. tell me all about it. So last week we talked about uh, this protest happening in Germany. So a quick recap for those listeners who weren't weren't listening last week. There's this city in Germany uh, that's been abandoned for a couple of years. It's just like a small rural little village, and uh, no one's lived there for a little while. And um, this coal, they want to put a coal mine in. This coal company wants, has, has bought the village and wants to put in a big coal mine, demolish the village, put a coal mine in. And this is, this is after Germany announced that it's going to be planning on switching away from fossil fuels entirely by 2030 is their target, right? And when you think about it, it's 2023 now, right? And this coal mine, they haven't even put it in yet. It's going to take some time to build right mm. by the time it's done it's gonna be like you know what i mean like what's the point of building a brand new coal mine if you're just about to switch away from fossil fuels so you know it's, it's giving the indication that maybe perhaps they're not going to stick to what they promised about switching away from fossil fuels by 2030 and this obviously has a lot of people very upset right um for, for climate change reasons mostly so a bunch of protesters 
and by a bunch I mean hundreds of protesters uh, went in went in I remember the police estimate was like uh, 15 uh, thousand but like the protesters estimate was 35,000 you know and the police always uh, try to yeah. They try to make the numbers sound smaller. Uh, but that was their small estimate, right? Mm. Um, and I think you would notice a difference of 20,000 people. Anyway, <laughs> um, lots lots of people. And they, they took over this, this, this abandoned village and started using the existing structures to set up, like, you know, a, 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 an occupation so that they could not demolish it to build this coal mine. They set up barriers around the village. They built tree houses that were interconnected by ropes and then then the two of them even had like an underground tunnel that they were tunneling underneath the village so they had they had three levels of defense here they had they had below ground they had a tunnel then they had barricades on the ground and then they had tree houses above the ground that were connected by ropes and so when the when the police would like take down one of these tree houses they would like go across to another one and the police said that they like had to take down 14 tree houses 14 tree houses i don't know i thought it was very cool hey um so that's 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 what we heard last week um they're still there now after the cops had like pretty much removed everyone people have come back and there's this viral video going around about this mud wizard who is you've got to watch this video just search up mud wizard versus police um so there's, there's these, all these protesters in Black Block and then there's all these riot police and they're in full body armour with a big big riot shield and one of them bats and you can see they've got like tasers in their pockets, you know, and, and, and they're ready to go. And there's this, all this, this mud and there's a, there's a guy dressed as a wizard who is, who is it, it would seem that he has cast, cast this this spell of mud, <laughs> you would seem. Uh, just from watching the video, that's how it appears, because the cops keep sinking into the mud like quicksand, and they keep getting stuck, and they keep falling over. Heaps of cops, heaps of cops of riot gear, and the, 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 the protesters are on the other side of the mud, and the cops, they're trying to get over the mud but they can't get through and they keep getting stuck and this mud wizard is walking effortlessly across this mud without getting stuck or falling over you know what i mean almost like magic and and he pushes the cops over and then runs away and then the cop tries to pepper spray the wizard and and the wizard just runs away and <laughs> and you throw mud at him and oh bill's got the video up i've got it up here <laughs> yeah, the protesters are throwing this is mud. sensational yes they the climate protesters found found a wizard um, <laughs> to come to Germany and cast this this spell with this huge area effect which has just created this mud that seemingly the protesters can walk on but the cops cannot uh, now I remember what I told you about this Jackson off air you said mm. that like perhaps it's the the weight of the the body armor <laughs> that yeah. is causing these these cops to sick. It's so funny, isn't it? Right. It, it, it seems to be what it is because like you look at this line <laughs> of cops and they've all got they all are very large because they've they have these huge like bulletproof vests on and stuff like very heavy and it just means they sink right into the mud and they cannot move. They cannot move and the thing is one will get stuck and then another cop will try to pull them out and then they'll get stuck and they'll <laughs> fall over and then the wizard just runs up and just 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 
pushes the coffin. <laughs> you you got to Google. You got to. I, I put up Mud Wizard versus Police it, just in my Facebook search. It came up. Uh, you got to check it out. It is the funniest. And the guy Delicious. in the wizard suit who's just walking around effortlessly, effortlessly, effortlessly. <laughs> he's and, not stuck. It's uh, not bothering. <laughs> and gives the cops a bit of a good old shove. Yes. Yes. It, it oh, might have something to do with the fact that these cops are all dressed up in riot gear and this is not the right terrain. But I personally choose to believe that this this wizard um, has has abilities. <laughs> That's and great. Some, some mud. That's yeah. great. You got to get on, comrades. You got to when you get home tonight, or you know when you've got when you're on your break. You've got to you've got to put Mud Wizard vs Police into your search engine, <laughs> and you've got to watch it. It is ah oh, well. Well done, uh, Jen. That's uh, easily that's that's uh, made my made my year so far. Best story of the year that we've reported on, uh, for for comedy reasons, of course. You yeah, know. yeah. <laughs> but but also good reasons, right? Because yeah. these protesters, they're just standing back, unbothered. They're hurling mud at the police, and the police <laughs> can't even get close. Yeah, right. and like last week we heard that they were all cleared out from the village they were occupying, but it's fantastic to see that the protest is still going and that they have and that they haven't given up yet. All right. Yeah, we got we got a bit of we got some info coming in from Mr. Stalin. Let me bring it up on the the screen. Um here we go. Um it's it's not a new mine. He, it's uh, that mine in January. He's, he's mentioned it's an expansion of an existing one. Um, the clearing of the village in the western state of North Rhine, West of Fiala, was agreed between RWE and the government in a deal that allowed the energy giant to demolish Lazarath in exchange for its faster exit from coal and a saving five villages originally slated for destruction. Mm. All right. Well, um, you know, all those protesters that I've seen in 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 that uh, uh, video, you can go and check it out. Uh, you know, the Mud Warrior, they're not very happy with it, Mr. Stalin. So we always stand in solidarity with them. Right. So uh, we, we we shall move on. And what what's what's happening in in the UK? It's all going on there. Yeah, um, some almost a general strike, I'd say. It very very close. They had protests because what's going on is the um, the new um, the new prime minister. I've forgotten his name. Rich Rich Rishi Kuno. Yeah, that's him. Yeah, the rich fella. He, he's trying to bring in um, uh, anti-strike laws. They're trying to mm. change the strike. And so um, the, the, because of what's going on, uh, you know, like with the train drivers, now also nurses, um, the nurses say all-out strike action inevitable due to government arrogance. And this this uh, story I'm I'm looking at comes from uh, nursingnotes.co.uk, um, and so many nurses support the withdrawal of all but essential life-saving care. Um, nursing staff believe all-out strike action may be the only way to resolve the current stalemate between the government and health unions. Um, you know, so so we, 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 yeah, we've got the sheer arrogance. One nurse from Liverpool commented that she believed an all-out strike was inevitable due to the sheer arrogance of the government after they suggested nursing staff needed to justify their need for a pay rise. 
Right. Yeah. Numerous other nurses branded the current strike ineffective uh, after many hospitals saw the best staffing for years on strike days due to hospitals actioning minimum staffing levels through the strike. Through the strike. So, <laughs> get this. Get this. So, so they're, they're trying to get minimum, minimum uh, ratios. We, we talk yeah. about this all the time. What I'm reading from that, right, is the workers went out on strike whilst they got in the union busters and had the ratios in place for the union busters. Oh, what? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. That's what they're saying there. That's... that's. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, and, uh, you know, nurses have been, been let down for years and years over there as they, as they gut the NHS. Now, also, you know, regular listeners to to Workers Power know that we've been regularly reporting on the the train train um, strikes, and, and 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 I've got a bit of a thing for for Mick Lynch. Uh, he just he just tells it re- really really well. But um, also uh, uh, over there, the um, the the posties uh, are in uh, are involved with with um, mm. industrial dispute with the bosses. Now I I I've been watching. So what happened was, over uh, uh, last week they had the CEO on on their I don't know what they call it over there, but here in Australia we call it Senate estimates and things like that. You know where they where they 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 grill the um top the the top tier of of public servants. Well well they had the 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 CEO of the, of the um, Royal Mail on. I'll tell you what, what a grub. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I, look, you know, I, I can call it from the other side of the world, yeah. yeah. He just dodged questions and, um, you know, I'm trying to look for stuff to report on and, and really the main thing I'm reporting on is, is how he avoided questions and, um, you know, had, has disregard for workers and for posties and for what they do. And, um, yeah, and, and lo and behold, they're, they're saying that they're broke. Yep, yet they gave their shareholders, I think it was a, over $500 million oh dividend. Oh, but we can't oh, afford to pay our do. posties. But anyhow, look, look, I've got, I've got something <laughs> lined up here. Now, this is from Dave Ward. He's, he's one of the officials from the Communication Workers Union. Right, so I've, I've, I've lined this up. I'm pretty sure that this is going this, to... This sums it all up from the perspective of the posties. Well, as though we're not up for change. We had a change agreement called the Pathway to Change. Uh, it would have brought in a 24-7 network. Um, we accepted that it would bring in changes to try and capture parcel growth going forward. But crucially, it also had a strategy to try and minimise letter decline because there was a recognition then that despite the fact that letters are declining, there are so many businesses and so many members of the public that rely on those services and also importantly um, it was an agreement that we uh, said that we would expand the role of postal workers to bring in new products new services uh, that would actually help grow businesses in the uk uh, would actually help grow the uk economy more tailored services uh, to local level and postal workers were meant to be part of that agreement what we've got now is nothing more than an asset stripping agenda. Um, it's the next stage of breaking up the company. 
Um, it's a leveling down agenda in everything, in the value of the jobs that postal workers do. Um, it's about replacing the existing workforce over time with a new model, uh, which we've seen across the UK, which is based on self-employed workers, uh, where they have to basically take the burden of uh, paying for their own vans. Uh, they don't get holiday pay, they don't get sick pay, they don't get pensions. It's all of that stuff that we've seen in this country for too long. And it's about prioritising the shareholders in this debate over key workers. So during the pandemic, our members, um, you know, they were categorised as key workers. They kept the country connected. They kept Royal Mail going. They got Royal Mail to a position during that period where they made £758 million profits. That was posted, those profits, in May 2022. Our concerns are that the company have made two catastrophic decisions. If they're going to say uh, that they're now fighting for survival financially, which we expect them to say today, um, then they need to face up to and be held to account um, for the terrible decisions that they've made uh, under what we've called gross mismanagement. Those two key decisions that they made back in May was one, to give shareholders £567 million of that profit um, through shareholder dividends and buyback schemes, and two, to end the cross-subsidy of GLS. Now, GLS is the international company that Royal Mail owns, and if they're in that serious trouble, when they made those decisions, they knew there was a cost-of-living crisis, they knew there was a downturn expected um, across the UK economy, but they still chose to make those decisions, which we say amount to gross mismanagement. What the workers are facing now, compared to the agreement that we had previously, is um, you know an attack on the number of jobs, the likes of which we've never seen. And you know the company have said to shareholders, to the markets, that there's ten thousand jobs. We believe there are thousands upon thousands more jobs at risk here than the 10,000 that the company are putting forward. Um, the company, as I said, wants to replace the existing workforce. Um, they've, they're waging war on the current workforce. The levels of intimidation, the levels of psychological sort of bullying um, to try and make the job not worth them staying. They want to force people out of this business um, to replace them with a different workforce, including agency workers, and including new entrants on 20% less overall pay terms and conditions. That's why we say this is a levelling down agenda. They want to shrink the infrastructure. So another of our major concerns is that we believe the company are deliberately running down the universal service. So their proposals that will affect uh, postal workers' work-life balance are to change attendance patterns by up to three hours in some of our big mail centres. Uh, they're talking about early shifts that were previously six o'clock in the morning, not starting till 11 o'clock in the afternoon. What we say is, is that is a fatal flaw in their strategy for growth in the future. That it will mean that they're abandoning the AM delivery period and we expect the competitors to move into that period once Royal Mail move out of that period. Um, the strategy in deliberately running down the USO is because they see it as a burden, not as an advantage. 
And, you know, what we say is any company that's in the logistics sector, the postal sector, that's got a reach of 32 million addresses every single day of the week, then if you can't use that competitive edge, then you shouldn't be running a business like Royal Mail. And, you know, our concern here is this is the end. If we don't modify or significantly change the plans that Royal Mail putting forward, then we believe this is the end of Royal Mail as one of the iconic British UK companies. Yeah, and that was Dave Ward from uh, the Communications uh, Union over in the, the UK. And, oh, let's hope, you know, Royal Mail, it's... Uh, same as Australia Post, it's an institution, but uh, they, uh, they've gone that next step and they, they've actually privatised it. Fully privatised, yeah. yeah, wow. Yeah. And um, so, so yeah, and, and, and the guts of that, you, you, you heard that, you know, $520 million went to shareholders and now, yeah. now they're broke. But but what they're doing, and this is this is what Australia Post has been doing too, is they, is they get rid of full-time workers and mm. replace them with casuals, casuals. or contractors. No holiday pay, no sick pay. Um, yeah, it, 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 yeah, it, it really, really is uh, um, happening. And, and look, uh, look, we've even got some some feedback on this one. Uh, same here with uh, with the privatisation of Medibank. Uh, was making the federal government, but the LNP privatised it. Yeah, you know. Now look at it. You know, and uh, well, um, <laughs> no, yeah. it's just another corporation, insurance corporation, screwing us over. Yeah, and. Uh, you know, Anthony rightly points out that uh, you know. It, remember what happened under um, happened to the CS under Keating. Then Howard finished the job. It was Keating that that, that started the asset sell off. Mm. He sold the bank, the Commonwealth Bank. It was him that that, that really started. The, yeah. the, and then and then you know, the, of course, the Liberals really. I think I think it was. Um, Qantas, I think. My, yeah. Oh, look, look. I, you know, I'm, uh, I'm going from my memory. So, uh, you know, we we shouldn't be relying on my memory. But um, <laughs> yeah, there was some that the the, 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 Labor, the Labor Party did as well as well as well as the LNP. So yeah, you nowadays know. it's like hard to imagine, uh, a, like having all these sorts of publicly owned services in uh, all these different areas, like. Imagine a publicly owned bank. That would be uh, crazy. Well, know. yeah. See, in your lifetime, you haven't seen one, but no. in my lifetime, I have. It or, was. Or it was great. It was. There was a Commonwealth Bank every bloody where, and mm. if you couldn't find one, you go to the post office. Yeah, you or, know, or, or like Telstra, a publicly owned phone service. That, that would be fantastic. And, oh, look, I've got time for a quick little rant. For the Commonwealth Bank, I'm a Commonwealth Bank customer, right? Mm. And then, now, to get cash out, there is one teller um, on, on my side of the river at Ipswich. Oh, yeah. That's hundreds of thousands. That's a, you know, well, tens of thousands of residents with one teller. And the thing is, it's inside a shopping centre. They lock it up at night. I went oh. there the other night to go get some cash. So, and then, but, 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 but wait, oh, I'm getting close to an event here, I'm getting close <laughs> to a rent. But then you go, you go in and log into your, your, your online banking and it go, it'll say, oh, 
you 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 have been charged three dollar ATM fee. Learn how you can you, you can stop this. So I'm like, of course. I'm like, I know how I can stop this. You can go back and provide the services that you used to. So look, that's what we get from privatising. That's mm. where I, where I wanted to get. Where they're more about profit and and less about people and and and, and the service. Um, you know, we we've seen the decline in Australia Post. We've seen the decline in Commonwealth, Commonwealth Bank. Uh, I've got another one. There's a regular... Um, uh, we regularly report on, on this company here, here on Workers' Power, Qantas. Mm. Used to be fully owned. We used to get the profits. Yeah. You know? We used to, and they, you know, in the 80s and 90s, they, they tricked us all. Oh, no. Business will do a, a better <laughs> job of it, you know? You, you, and, and the energy. With the way they did the energy and they privatised the energy in that. Oh, oh you're going to save company. money. You, yeah, the energy companies were you, used to be publicly owned, <laughs> you know? Um, you know, so, look, let, 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 look, that's my rant over for the day, you know. Let, let's, and, uh, yeah, that's about the end of, uh, of another uh, Workers' uh, Power episode. But, um, we, we, of course, we always finish up with... Um, we always finish off with the scallywag of the week. Now, um, th- this one, in, in dedication to our former host, uh, th- this this th- this week's scallywag is what, what what's his first? Oh, pre- uh, French President Macron. Yes. So and and uh, so what what what's what's going on over there is um, the Macron wants to raise the retirement age. By two years to 64. Yes. I love this about the franchise. <laughs> it's fantastic. You know, our retirement age is 67 here in Australia. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Over in France, they want to put it to 64. No, no, no. <laughs> a general strike. We're out. Absolutely not. We're out. Get the guillotines. You know, like. Yeah, and they have two million. They had two, two million people in protest. Protest, are protesting on the 19th of January with 400,000 people in Paris alone. Wow. Well, yeah. well, and I know uh, there was lots out at Grenoble. Uh, that's where uh, Fergal lives. And he's been, um, you know, his usual troublemaker self-organising workers and getting involved. And uh, um, he, he, he's, working, he's working like an award at a hospital. And he's unionising, <laughs> of course. <laughs> that's awesome. That's that's what you know. That's what real workers do. And um, you know, you, you you go to a new workplace, you join. You, you work out which union you, 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 you're in. You join, and then you go looking for your, your your delegate, right? And if you can't find a delegate on the shop floor, you'll find them in the mirror. Hmm. I love that line. Yeah, so, yeah. so it, it's not just um, the uh, raising the retirement age; it's also uh, reducing the minimum old age pension to be barely above the poverty line, and reducing the duration that you can receive the old age pension, as well as um, increasing the amount of time you need to work to get uh, the maximum pension rate. Um, yeah, so the whole bunch of ways to just screw over old people decrease the costs on the government to take care of the people who have been working their entire lives in that country um yeah it's it's uh it's a whole uh array of things that are just gonna negatively affect the workers in that country and so you have 
everyone out there going on strike to protect their futures, basically. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's it. You got to get out there, and the French know how it's done. They know what works. Yeah, I mean, this happened. Uh, the, this this is just basically the exact same thing that happened three years ago. Um, Macron tried to do the exact yeah. same reforms, and that was what led to the uh, yellow vest movement, I believe. Yeah, that's right. It was. Yeah, um, and he got very quickly knocked back and uh, scrapped the reforms entirely eventually and for some reason is trying them again um, but I, I doubt he'll see much success yeah well yeah I, I, I wish him all the failure huh, you know and that's why he is our scally wag of the week what, what a, a grub what a grub trying to drop the pension age you know trying to raise the pension age you know mm. um yeah you know all right well that's a show that was a really good show but it, we had a bit of a variety in it in that show you yeah. could nearly call it workers variety Ridiculously 
stupidly wake up the next morning and find your now ex-girlfriend cleaning the spew out of her undies drawer. Fuck you! Smell!